Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com I'm guest a dad. line. I'm up early. I got to take my kid to school. This show is way too late. Mark Malusis from New York, WPIX TV, New York City. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. I'm sure there's a lot of excited men up in New York right now, Mark, with Aaron Judge taking that nine year, $360 million deal. What's the vibe right now after that became official? Yeah, I think general excitement. What's going on, guys? I, I think the fact that uh, a couple of things Betty's back. Um, and that's, you know, he, the fact that Hal Steinbrenner stepped up, had a conversation with them and, and the Yankees up their offer and got the guy they wanted to come back. I mean, there's been the old cliche with the Yankees when they target somebody, it's rare that they lose out. They have historically speaking, when you go through free agency, but this is a guy that clearly, whether it be the interview, Hal gave to Meredith Morakovitz on, on yes network, whether it be the fact that they, you know, called Judge right after they lost to the Astros in the National League Championship Series. The fact that Brian Cashman, after he, you know, opened up his mouth on opening day and mentioned the fact that it was the seven-year, $213.5 million offer that Judge turned down, which ticked off Judge in his, in his camp. And I knew that before the timepiece came out where he was named Athlete of the Year. And then he was mum the rest of the season. The fact that they have a guy back here, and I think for a Yankee organization that hasn't won a World Series since 2009, I think Yankee fans had the fear of God of we're looking at this organization trying to rebuild it and replace not only the presence but the production of Aaron Judge in, in that lineup, um, which where they've had a, a very, very difficult time um, of targeting players that have been able to thrive here in New York City. Yeah, another huge move, uh, Justin Verlander to the Mets. Obviously with DeGrom going elsewhere, what were the Mets going to do? What a massive swing for Steve Cohen, who personally called Verlander himself to make that deal go down. Uh, what are your thoughts kind of on the moves that the Mets have made so far? Yeah, I like it. I mean, they picked up Quintana today as well. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, pitched to an under three ERA with uh, the Pirates and, and the Cardinals. Record wasn't all that great. So they're trying to lengthen out that starting rotation. Yeah, I mean, Verlander, I, I think. You know, you, you couple the two moves. The move that DeGrom leaves on Friday night takes five years, $185 million, could be 6 and 222 from the Texas Rangers. Rangers are a really desperate team. You had heard rumblings over the course of the summer that Jake wanted to leave, you know, and there have been a lot of people that said, oh, he didn't like New York, whatever it might be. I mean, Jake wanted to get paid. So I don't look at the fact that, you know, he opted out. He wanted to try and maximize his value, and he's in his mid-30s and found that organization is all it takes is one that's really desperate and they're trying to win. They spent a, mud- a lot of money last offseason on two middle infielders. Didn't equate to success. They're challenging and trying to run down the Astros or chase down the Astros in their own division. 
and they go ahead to Grom. Grom's made 22, 26 starts the last two years. Uh, you look at Verlander, two years removed from Tommy John surgery, made 28 starts this past year, 18 and 4, 1.75 ERA. The key is going to be Tristan when you look at both Verlander and Scherzer at the top of the rotation, is making sure both those guys up there in age, they've thrown a lot of innings. Uh, Scherzer had the oblique issue this year. Two years ago with the Dodgers, he had a dead arm toward the tail end of the season, is making sure that maybe they space out some starts to make sure those guys are, are healthy and ready to go come October because it's a clear win-now move. I think you make the argument they're better with Verlander than they were DeGrom. And listen, I love Jake. He, he, you know, I don't, you know, had a privilege of watching him here in New York City for the last nine years and watching him raise his level and become an absolute superstar and a two-time Cy Young Award winner in 2018 and 19. The problem is his body doesn't hold up. And when he's at, when he's on the mound and at his best, there's not a better pitcher for my money in all of Major League Baseball. The problem is uh, those times have been going far between as of late. And you have a hard time believing that he's going to be able to hold up physically. So I think in the here and now, Trista, I think that the Mets are in a, a fine position to try and win. They've got to add some other things to their team, uh, try and solidify the bullpen, you know, lengthen out the starting rotation. They addressed that with two moves, a free agent signing and a trade today with the Tampa Bay Rays. they got to continue to do that. And I also think they need to add a little bit more offense because I don't think you can have next year Alonzo and Lindor playing the amount of games they did in the regular season because I think their bats were affected come October in that wild card series against the uh, San Diego Padres. And now with the Mets uh, above the CBT, uh, they have roughly $298 million committed to their payroll. Do you feel like Stevie is just going to continue to spend? We're seeing Senga as a, another uh, target for the Mets. You know, there's an expectation that they should go out and, and re-sign Brandon Nimmo. Like, what are your, I guess, expectations about what this team's going to do for the rest of the offseason? Yeah, I think they're going to continue to spend. I mean, I, I think the reach is a level. Like, I don't think they're spending $360 million. But I, I think the, I think Cohen's in it to try and win. I, I think the moves they've made the last two with the two pitchers that they've signed. And Scherzer, who they hope to pair with DeGrom, healthy in October, didn't work in year number one. Year number two, you can't tell me that if you now have Scherzer on a short-term deal and you have Verlander on a short-term deal, that now you are going to try and, and cut corners in other ways. It's a win-now situation. When Cohen took over his owner, he said he hoped to win a championship in three to five years of his ownership. They haven't won a World Series since 1986. Uh, you know, there, there were a lot of people out at City Field this past year. He's made it a really enjoyable experience. I, I think it's I think it's a case of he's trying to do whatever he can uh, to try and win. And I think with the two pitchers they have at the top of the rotation, the window is now. Moose, I still have no idea how the hell the Jets lost that game uh, to the Vikings. Neither other do than, I. It, I mean, Neither do I. I, I, I have I, no idea how they lost it. I've watched it three times now. I mean, Mike White wasn't very good in the red zone. Um, what are your thoughts on Mike White moving forward? You know, and, and then this week, obviously, you know, they're nine-point dogs against the Bills. Bills all beat up on the defensive side of the ball. They lose Micah Hyde to start the year. And now, you know, we thought they were going to get Von Miller back. He just had ACL surgery. He's done for the year. So what are your thoughts on uh, that game this weekend with the Jets as nine-point dogs? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, they, they surprised a lot of people week nine when they beat the Buffalo Bills at a midlife 20-17 to 17, and Josh Allen threw two interceptions. Um I have a hard time envisioning that they're going to sweep the Bills this year. I think they can keep the game close. I think they can keep within the spread. You asked me about Mike White. I think he's better than Zach Wilson. And that's not saying much. But <laughs> I, I think they're – because Wilson was terrible uh, 
you know, in that second in that game against the New England Patriots and the lack of accountability afterward. But that's been talked about ad nauseum. Here's the one thing you know about White is that number one is I know he's a fifth round pick coming out of Western Kentucky by the Dallas Cowboys. He is anyone you talk to that's around the Jets. He is absolutely beloved by his teammates. Uh, he is a guy that I think the Jets feel as an organization uh, that they can work with, that he can orchestrate the offense. You saw before that Bears game, a lot of the uh, stuff being leaked by the Jet organization is that they can open up the offense. Look at Elijah Moore. Look at the last couple games for Garrett Wilson uh, and what they've been able to do. They've been able to work the tight end a little bit. They've had their backup running back, Bam Knight. They're, they're a significantly better offense, a significantly more dynamic offense with Mike White at quarterback to where Zach Wilson right now is in his process of development for a number of different reasons, whether it be leadership, whether it be the game slowing down, understanding where to go with the football. You look at that Bears game, and I understand it. It's just a kind of hammers home the point. The Bears defense is terrible. We all know that. They were missing their top three defensive backs, and that game was played in the rain. So it's not necessarily just a case of the Bears. But here's what you need to know about Mike White, with kind of t- why the Jets are enamored. He knows where to go with the football. And that started against the Chicago Bears. In terms of getting rid of the football, he was the second quickest of any starter, starting quarterback in the National Football League that week. I think he was second to only Tom Brady, who gets rid of the football quicker than anybody else, given the limitations of the offensive line down there in Tampa. So that what that shows you is that he's deciphering what the defense is going to give you or what he can take from that defense, is willing to check down, but it's also going to get rid of the football and make his decision of where to go with the football pre-snap. So that's a lot to like. Zach Wilson was holding on to the football way too long. The offense just looks considerably better with White at quarterback. I think as long as he continues to play well, and you're right, he was terrible in the red zone against the Minnesota Vikings, regardless of what Robert Sala is saying during the press conference, that messaging I think is for one person, Zach Wilson. (laughs) White's going to continue to play. Talking to Martin Lewis's bet MGM tonight. Uh, the Giants are seven point home dogs against the Eagles this weekend. Uh, we know they like to run the football. We know the offense goes through the Saquon Barkley for the Giants. We know the Eagles can run the football, but Jalen Hurts is also throwing the football well this year. Can that Giants offense keep up with Philadelphia on Sunday? Yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, they don't. They just don't have the weapons to be able to do that. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts has got. I think he's accounted for nearly 3,600 yards of total offense, throwing and running this year, 29 touchdowns. I think Daniel Jones has proved some naysayers wrong this year. He's not stepped up his play to that level. Saquon Barkley has not run the ball as well after that 35 rush performance about three games ago against the Houston Texans. Their number one wide receiver is Darius Slayton, who's, I think, you know, he's a capable, probably number three. On a, on a really good football team. I think he's a starting wideout. I just don't think he can be your number one wideout. No, I think, the, I think the Giants have to mimic what Washington did when they handed the Eagles their first loss. I don't know if they're capable of doing it, which is play keep away. Win time of possession two to one, hold the football for 36, 37 minutes, keep the ball away. I'm not telling you that that Giant defense is going to get lit up, but there does come a point in time when you look at a roster that is as limited as the Giants were. And that's an ugly tie. They should never have tied the Washington Commanders on Sunday. But no Xavier McKinney, who Wink Martindale liked to move all around the defense and was the guy that was relaying the defensive signals in. No Adoree Jackson. I think getting Azizo Jolari back, you saw his impact this past week against Washington. I think he's a better rusher right now, him year number two as compared to Kayvon Thibodeau. But there's limitations to what the Giants can do defensively. 
I think Philadelphia is better, both sides of the football. Obviously, they've got an unbelievable record. The Hurts has proved a lot of people wrong. I don't think if they try and go score for score with Philadelphia, they're going to lose, and they're going to lose badly. They have to play keep away. If they don't play keep away and are not able to run the football, there's only so much that this giant offense can do. Moose, we have about a minute and a half. You talk about the Jets and the Giants and quarterback situations. Interesting moving forward next year. Uh, what do you think each team does? Yeah, it's a great question, Trista. I, I, let's start. Let's start with the Jets. I, I think they're going to give Wilson another opportunity, whether it be White, whether they bring in a, and if White continues, if they make the playoffs, I think they're not going to bring in a veteran quarterback. I think they'll have, they'll probably have an open competition with White and Zach Wilson for the starting quarterback job, just given the fact that. This Joe Douglas and Joe Douglas invested a second overall draft choice in Zach Wilson. So I think that is probably where the Jets are going. You know, if White continues to play well, if he, you know, plays poorly and maybe get Wilson back into the starting lineup at some point this season, I have a hard time envisioning that. But if he does play poorly, maybe they bring in a veteran quarterback for the Giants. I think it's really about where they fall in the draft. I think, I think Jones has shown this coaching staff, number one, that he's coachable. He's a leader. He's a guy that's first man in, last man out. I think his teammates adore him. You hear every single one of them. They really like Daniel Jones as a player. The concern is, the question is, is Daniel Jones limited this year as a quarterback because of the weapons that he has around him, or is he limited as a quarterback because of the talent he has? That's the, that's the question that Joe Shane has, and we've always seen in the National Football League, when new GMs and coaches come in and they don't draft the quarterback that's already in place, are you willing then to invest significantly more money in said quarterback, or do you go get your own quarterback in the draft? All right, Moose, good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. You guys, thanks for having me. Have a great night. Thanks, and that Moose. was Mark Malusis on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. I'm with him on the Giants, and there's just no way they can keep up with Philadelphia. I, I just I just don't see it happening. I, I like Philadelphia minus seven in that game because they can run the ball, but they can also throw it. We know that Daniel Jones is not going to get the opportunities to throw the football a ton. And if they're down, if they're down in that game early, I mean, Philadelphia is just going to run the hell out of the ball, try to eat some clock, maybe take a couple of big, uh, you know, deep throws just to step on the Giants throats. And it's going to be hard for them to come back in that game. Yeah, we'll see what we get from Daniel Jones in that game. I also think that... Uh... Well, I'm, I love the Giants this week. I think you guys are crazy. I think they're not. I, 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 the Giants, mm, let's see. The, I think the final score will be 24-21. Yeah, I mean, the, Giants the, Giants 9-3 and three against the spread. Yeah, only, gonna, only team better. Well, it's actually the exact same in terms de- of ATS as the Bengals. It just depends, like, because, uh, I mean, if they shut down the run like they did against Tennessee and Derrick Henry, then I agree with you guys. That's going to be yeah. a blowout. Giants aren't going to be able to do anything. But if Saquon could run the ball a little bit, they could dink and dunk down the field, I think they might be able to keep it close. I don't think they're winning that game. I think the Eagles are the real deal. It's but, really uh, hard mm-hmm. to bet against the Eagles. I think I'm kind of done doing yeah. it. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.